from the pages of rpmnewsweekly.com, the site that brings you automotive news that goes behind the headlines. This is the RPM News Weekly Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RPM News Weekly Podcast. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is Rich Tabor. Rich, say hello. Hello. Oh, that was a nice rested hello. Yeah. You know, we've taken a little bit of a summer hiatus, you know, sat back and killed my apple trees, you know. Yeah. Built a ant, ant farm. That's basically all I've been doing. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to characterize any of uh, the laid backness as, as being uh one of the the side benefits of of a pandemic. Uh certainly not. Uh you know, it does give you a, a, an opportunity to, to sort of rethink the way you do things and the, rethink your scheduling. But uh, right, I mean, for for a lot of people, it has been like sort of a pause button, you know. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people needed a pause button, but uh, you know, I've just been taking care of a few things. Like I said, I I can't seem to have any luck with gardening or find any luck with gardening. I was trying to treat the apple trees this year so I'd have more apples, but I think I made it worse somehow. You know? <laughs> I did that. The, well, have you been getting out, though, or being able to drive anything these days? Yeah, I've been out and about. I mean, you know, I go out cautiously. There's no harm in going out and taking a drive. You can go take a take a ride. And, you know, I have to go to the store and all that good stuff. I mean, I'm not going to, like, tourist spots or anything or, you know, going on vacation. But, yeah, it's, it's you know, a, at some point, you got to go out and do things. Yeah, it's a bit different. Uh, uh, New England Motor Press Association last week, they uh, put together a, a version of the... Uh, fabled ragtop ramble uh, where uh, the membership used to drive up uh, in the summer to Colonial Inn in uh, Kenny Bunkport usually with a number of cars that uh, were convertibles not all convertibles, there was sort of a side note it was being a crustacean crawl but anyway this year uh, because of uh, uh, restrictions uh, caused by the uh, COVID-19 Virus uh, that uh, they came to came together to do something a little bit different. It was called a Ragtop Road Rally, uh, where he, each of the members that wanted to, to participate would uh, develop their own route. But there were uh, challenge points available along the way. By, for example, stopping next to something that was a lobster related that showed a picture or a, uh, an actual live lobster. Uh, stopping by a large body of water and photographing the vehicle that you're in and talking a little bit about it. It was a lot of fun, actually. Turned out we got a pretty good uh, turnout as well uh, from the membership, and then we all uh, went on a Zoom call uh, in the afternoon and and just chatted about our experience and a few other things. Uh, uh, One of the prime sponsors this year was uh, Ford Motor Company, and uh, we have a couple of videos that uh, we'll be attaching to the post of the of this uh, particular podcast, if you go to the rpmnewsweekly.com, uh, you'll find them. So yeah, was, that was you know that was a, a, a probably a, a more of an excursion out than I'd been in uh, all summer. So uh, yeah, so it served that purpose of being able to get out a little bit and experience the open air. Uh, I had my Dodge Dart 2013 Dodge Dart with me, sunroof uh, open for some of the ride, uh, and. Uh, enjoying it that way so what about you if you're not familiar with the event it, it, they meet at the like you said the Lars Anderson Auto Museum and manufacturers bring certain vehicles or uh, the New England Motor Press uh, Association has vehicles on hand and, and mostly convertibles but of course there's not enough convertibles in the fleet to, to for everyone so you get, do get to drive sort of interesting things and different things it's not always 
fancy flashy sports cars sometimes you get an SUV or in my case this this year with the with the with the virtual rally I guess you'd call it the uh, I was driving the 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 F250 Tremor and it's not what you would consider a, a good rally vehicle I guess I don't know wouldn't want to uh, you wouldn't want to take it all the way up to Kenny Bunkbook <laughs> no actually you would see that's the thing if you have the dough to do that if you have the money and you're hauling uh if you you know you got atvs or or if you got a camper or something this is the vehicle you want to take to kennebunkport right but when you're out just driving by yourself you feel kind of like a tool <laughs> driving around this this well, the, what, uh, what's the mileage on that what is that for gas mileage i was averaging here's the thing i was averaging about 13.4 miles per gallon yeah, that's an expensive trip up to Kenny Bank, Kenny Bunkport. Right, right. But if you have the money to buy one of these trucks, and I don't remember exactly, the, I didn't have the Monroney sticker, so I'd have to look up the the actual price, because uh, this was the you know the it's 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 actually the Ford Super Duty F three fifty XLT Tremor is like the full name of this truck, uh, which uh, you know and, it, and, it, and of course it's a crew cab with a full size bed. And, and and it rides on 35-inch off-road tires, so you can't you can't expect you can't go to that and think you're going to get Prius numbers. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Off of something like that, yeah. but you know you also can't tow as much stuff with the Prius as you could. You know, actually, can't tow anything with a Prius versus you know this. So I mean, it, it it's it's great for if this is your lifestyle. This is a great for that. And and one of the one of the challenges. See, I, I wasn't I, I participated in the rally, but I was kind of like. Not fully participating, I guess. I, I was either doing it wrong or just kind of doing my own thing, just out for a drive. But the um, one of the challenges they were they did have on there was to try to hypermile. Oh yeah. To see and what your best that, mileage could no. be, hypermiling for half an hour. Now, I did this. This was the one challenge that I really wanted to do because of the ridiculousness, you know, the ridiculousness of doing this <laughs> in an f-250 yeah right and um but the funny thing is i actually did get it up into the 18s i actually got wow, the thing. wow. um you might have so, won a prize for that oh i don't know i i uh, i wasn't on the the call after yeah i uh I had to kind of do other things but well you I know what know I, you know if you had anything. you would have really been uh entitled to getting one of the blueberry pies uh the, the famous blueberry pies that uh, uh come out of the colonial inn um that's part of the usual lobster dinner that once we get up there but uh, this year that was not to be and and uh so uh our director of uh, the press association managed to put together some gifts for uh, certain uh, winners who scored the most points for the different challenges, uh, and, w- and a couple of those uh, got the blueberry pie. I happened to win a, a $20 gift certificate uh, from Ford uh, to uh, Dunkin' Donuts. There was several of those prizes that were given out. Uh, I think I got my prize because I was one of the first four people to post something on social media about the event. Uh, but it did turn into somewhat of a Ford event. They, they were the prime sponsor. Uh, and we've got a couple of videos that, uh, as I said, would be attached to this uh, post uh, f- on the Ford Broncos. But these were exclusive uh, videos that were done for NEMPA. And one on the uh, upcoming uh, release of the uh, revitalized Mach 1 from, um, uh, from Ford. The Mustang Mach 1 is uh, being reintroduced after a 17-year hiatus. But we'll get to that in a minute. 
you know, I, I took out my Dodge Dart for, for the events. Uh, uh, I was not driving a press car this week. And, you know, I still have as much fun in that car uh, as I did when I first got it back in 2012. I was uh, one of the first adopters, uh, especially in this area. Uh, and I had opted for the 1.4 multi-air engine. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing is, is that even though the Dodge Dart has been uh, – taken out of the lineup at Dodge, which their lineup is like, you know, reduced down just to two vehicles, basically. Uh, two models, anyway. A, a lot of trims within those models. But uh, uh, the 1.4 liter multi-air engine was, was an option on that that you could get on the limited model uh, as an option, or it came with the aero model. But there were some big differences, I think, in the, the, the aero and the limited in terms of uh, how the cars were actually manufactured. Uh, uh, the Arrow was designed to be a very lightweight version of the Dart, uh, so it would get, they talk about hyper mile, mileage, it would get up into the 40 miles per gallon with that engine. Uh, you know, and other than some of, you know, just the, the sort of the things that you, you lose a little bit of, of, of uh, mileage with, with vehicles over the years, uh, you know, so in the uh, eight or so years that I've had the car, you know, I don't get quite as high a uh, mileage rating. I used to be able to get it up into the 37, 38 range uh, with that engine, uh, but uh, you know I don't get that high high uh, mileage with it now. But uh, as far as a fun drive, I I really enjoy the car. You know, an interesting thing about that 1.4 multi-air engine is is that it's not like a typical engine, and and uh, I kind of like the the interesting technology of of, of how it works. Um, so, you know, I mean, what, basically what it does is that it uses an electronic system for uh, controlling the air intake, and it does it by cylinder by cylinder. So instead of uh, controlling air the way a typical uh, engine would do by way of the crank ca uh, crankshaft itself, I'm sorry, the, the camshaft itself, um, uh, it uses this high-pressure oil chamber that's situated between the cam and the intake valves, uh, and that's connected to a solenoid that manages uh, the control of the, of, uh, the intakes. So you get this electronic control that, uh, you know, can really be fine-tuned over the whole RPM range, uh, varying the valve opening and closing based on the, you know, whatever driving conditions you're, you're in, you know, at a startup mode, for example, or whether you're in stop-and-go traffic um, or, you know, just all out on the highway. So you, you get better fuel economy and it reduces CO2 emissions. So uh, that was kind of like my interest in the in the in getting that car and uh, using that turbocharged engine. Uh, and still in, in use uh, in the Jeep Renegade, uh, a version of it, a modified version, so 1.3 in the Jeep Renegade. And uh, but the 1.4 uh, modified versions of it are in the Fiat Spider 124 Spider and, and the 500L. Uh, the 500X still gets the 1.3, like the Jeep Renegade, uh, which uh, they're both uh, they're riding on the same platform anyway. Uh, so that was fun. It was a fun uh, fun afternoon. I mean, sorry, it was a fun morning. It was uh, ran mostly in the morning, but in the afternoon we all uh, got back together on Zoom and uh, talked about our experiences. But, uh, you know, it was really... Ford really uh, came to bat on this, I, I have to say. Uh, you know, in helping us sponsor it, and uh, also in providing some exclusive videos. Uh, one of them was uh, uh, a, a video that uh, Burge Alexanian, uh, who's there uh, on their product, uh, the Ford Mustang product uh, uh, team, and 
uh, he uh, he produced this little short video. Uh, you know, very much like uh, you know, sort of like a, a very DIY kind of a video. They're not ultra produced. They're they're you know the super producers. They're, they're like a social media video. Uh, right. So he was. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the video you made with the Volkswagen Beetle when we put the cover on the Beetle. Oh yeah. <laughs> we put the, the roof cover on. Remember that? That's actually one of our popular videos. Uh, if you go on our YouTube channel and I don't know, you know. It was very simple. That's what we did—a very simple video. We just did a little walk around and put the cover on the mm-hmm. the Beetle convertible, which sadly you can't have the ragtop ramble anymore because the Beetle convertible is dead. But you know, I'm sure Volkswagen's working on something. Yeah. Well, you know, one of but, the uh, one of the other sponsors was was Hearts, uh, 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 the, the corporation Hearts Corporation that makes most of the fabric for convertibles, virtually all the convertibles. Uh, right. They make a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and they're located right here in Massachusetts too. So. Uh, yeah, I actually got to tour their factory. What was it last year? I don't know. Everything feels like a year ago. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe it was more than that. Maybe it was two years ago now, which was a very interesting tour. You know, of the factory. Um, they're up in Acton, right by our right by our Wheels TV offices. Right. Um, but you know, now now you haven't driven the Dart as much. Like when you first bought it, you were commuting a lot. So, so I wonder, in a way, did that not ruin the experience of the car from you for you, but driving it so much every day you know does that sort of like numb you to the car and now that you haven't driven the car because now you work you know you work from home on top of nobody's going out now you're getting in the car and driving it for what is the first time you know does does it kind of reinvigorate the car for you or 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 re-energize you when it comes to driving that particular car you know you know what i'm getting at like yeah i think i think you nailed it right there too it's just that that's really true uh not not having uh, myself behind the wheel uh, you know, for a uh, a drive, uh, a ninety mile drive back and forth, uh, right? Every day, uh, yeah. I guess I think you're right. I think it kind of it gave gave me fresh eyes to see what I really appreciate about the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, you know, I was talking about the F two fifty, uh, three fifty, which is funny that you say Ford sponsors it because here I'm thinking, you know. Uh, what am I going to do with this? Because it is, you know, it is sort of a big vehicle, and, and I, you know, I don't want to go do a road rally. But you know, I had we, my daughter came with me, and we went explored some of because you know we've recently moved to central New Hampshire, so we're up in the, you know, up in the uh, sort of close to the White Mountains, and, and but there are some certain areas kind of nestled between Vermont and you know the White Mountain area, that sort of area of New Hampshire, like the, the like the Northwest area that I haven't really spent a lot of time in or explored. So we were doing a lot of sort of back country roads and I found this of course if you look on you know the wheels tv facebook I posted it there's some nice pictures of the truck on the side of the highway and I took some great video of the truck on like the side of a mountain and there's this really nice view and then we found this sort of old trestle bridge and in this kind of like little offshoot side road it's like a dirt side road and, and in New Hampshire they're called fire roads what they are you know they're, they're like class six roads or Mm-hmm. They're basically public use, but they're unmaintained. So you can drive down them. They're legal to drive down, and they go through the woods. Oh, nice. Nice with um, a vehicle they're, like that. They're, they're legal to drive down, but they're not maintained, so they can be a little sketchy. And so we found this this little bridge, and this led to this fire road. So I'm like, well, we'll see how far down we you know, see what it comes to. So at the beginning, of course, is this, is this nice opening, and it's just a dirt road. And then it just starts to narrow. And narrow, and I'm like, hmm, this is, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a little bit. Now it's a it's a little nerve wracking, and not because of the truck. The truck, 
as far as the off-road stuff goes, it just wasn't even a wasn't even a challenge. I mean, the truck just hopped over. It, it, it just went over everything. Like it, 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 there was no obstacle that it, it, you know. Like I said, it's on it's on thirty-five inch tires to begin with, it, and you know it's lifted on top of that being an F three fifty. But it's big, and there's a certain anxiety that comes with that. If I was driving my Jeep. I wouldn't have cared so much because I don't have to answer to anybody. If I scratch the Jeep, I have to answer to me, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. now when you're talking about an F, you picture an F-350 in the woods, it's, it's wide. It's a wide truck. So we're going through. We're fitting through. No no, no issues. The truck's just hobbling over rocks and, and just, just walking right over anything. And then I come to the top of this hill, and now there's nowhere to turn around. It's, you can't turn around. You <laughs> <either> go backwards. <laughs> so somebody cut down a ton of logs like a, a couple acres of logs and they stacked them on each side of the road on, on a road that wasn't much of a road to begin with so they stacked these logs uh, I'm, I'm, and you should have seen it I, and I've I, got pictures of it and I've got video of it I, I'll have to upload it to the I'd love to see it a post. I can, I'll send you pictures of this I can, so, pic- so I can picture it in my mind yeah so, so now i got piles of logs on each end and they're not stacked neatly they're not like neat log stackings these are these are stackings like just like somebody threw them there like if somebody could pick them up and throw them there that's how they were stacked so now i have to go through this there's no way around it so i you know roll down the windows and my you know my daughter's looking out one side for me kind of spotting and and then i realized you know this truck has these these cameras that i never get to use you never get to use this stuff when you're driving press vehicles like when do you get to use like the all-around cameras or, or like on this truck I know what you mean. Bumper, the, bump, the bumper mounted cameras. So what do you use them? You maybe use them in a parking lot every once in a while. And if you can see if you're too close to a curb. So I pop those cameras on and now I've got sort of a, a, a view of what what's around me. And that is actually really helpful. And I got to use mm-hmm. it in that situation. So once I cleared those logs, it was great. And I actually took video of how, how much, you know, picture and video of how narrow it actually was. But, you know, I came out unscathed. I mean, it was, there was no damage done to the truck, thankfully, you know, and, and uh, went on my way. But it was a fun. It was, it was fun. It wasn't really the intention of the, the, the NEMPA uh, Ragtop Road Rally, but I did kind of sidetrack myself into my own little off-road adventure with the Ford Oh, yeah. We should post some of that video with, uh, uh, with this posting. Right, and I actually, I, I actually, when I, I had the GoPro on the roof of the truck, so I popped the GoPro on, and I have video of me going through it. You know, it's nothing yeah. too exciting for for an off roader guy. It's probably not that exciting, but you know, if you're looking to buy something like this and you wanna, but this is a great event. Like this was, this is where this truck belonged in a way because it, it even has like the, and I didn't get to use them because I don't have an ATV, but it even has the the built-in ATV rack uh, uh, ramps in the back. Uh-huh. So of the bed. So the, so the, you look at the bed of this truck, there's, eight, there's ATV ramps kind of hung on each side of the bed that you can take out. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had a, I wish I had an excuse to use those and try them out. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'll get that video up on the um, – I'll definitely get that video up. And, and, you know, thanks to Ford for sending me that vehicle and thanks, you know, for sponsoring the, the, uh, the Ragtop Road Rally this year. And hopefully next year we can get to actually meeting up again at the Lars Anderson and – Mm-hmm. Doing the proper ragtop rally. Well, that's yeah, yeah that's that's the uh, that's the hope is that uh, we can get past this uh, bad stretch that we've been in with uh, pandemic and and uh, be able to do things uh, more normally next summer. So oh, you know what? I, I, I'm you know, sorry, I, not to circle, not to circle back, but I forgot the, the this this F three fifty. It also came equipped with the new seven point three liter 
V8 gas engine. That's one of the things I was going to talk about. Uh, I forgot all about it. Sorry, not to come back to it. That's enormous. Yeah, so, so, so it's, yeah, they got, right, uh, 7.3 liter. What is that? A four, what does that work out to? A 420? I'm trying to think, what was the 460, the Ford 460 big block? Oh, you got me there. But, but you know, so I'm sure somebody can figure it out other than me because I hate that stuff. So, so th- this is the funny thing, you know, when it first arrived, I'm like, oh, you know, you think it's going to be the 6.7 power stroke diesel by the look of the truck. And, and you can you can get that as part of the tremor package actually mm-hmm. you can get the power stroke but so but it was a 73 because a friend of mine who's real big into f-350s oh chris you met chris you know he was in our ford explorer video right yep uh, chris ryan he, he he drove the ford explorer the police cars if you want to we can link to that in the thing if you want to rewatch that so he's yeah. he's he knows a lot about ford trucks he's big into ford trucks and so first thing he says to me he goes oh is that the new 7.3 liter so I'm like, uh-huh. you know what? It is. I didn't even think about it. I didn't, even, you know. So we popped the hood, and there it is. You know, this is like this. But the power of that engine is, you know, and it's only for the heavy and medium duty trucks. It's like they're putting that in the F, the 350, the the 450, 550. Right. You know, it's not. It's not meant for. You know, you probably won't see it in a Mustang. Although knowing how Ford's going, you probably will. Well, what you do see in this see Mach One is the uh, five liter V8. It's a 400, yeah, the, the 480 horsepower engine. Uh, I love that Coyote V8. That's going to be, you know, when I finally finish my Mustang, I think the Coyote V8 is going to be the engine that goes in that. That is a smooth engine. Uh, uh, when you, fin- anyway, sorry, when you finish your Mustang, yeah, what yeah. Do you, uh, uh, tell me more. <laughs> oh, my Mustang? Oh, yeah. you know, my, my, my 80s Mustang. It's been disassembled. Uh, you know, my 80s Mustang has is, is, is been just t- disassembled since we got for like three years now yeah so i'm going to rebuild that up it's going to have a uh, the independent rear suspension out of like the 2004 cobra um yeah you know the i, I want the independent rear suspension and, and it's gonna ha- i gotta figure out a motor and i was gonna do i was gonna do the um the ford the um the ecoboost 3.5 liter or 3.7 liter i think with the but uh so i was thinking of doing an ecoboost v v6 actually just to be different but then you know you, you hear that five liter the other day a five liter mustang passed me on the highway and it's like oh that motor sounds so good <laughs> you know maybe uh, maybe uh-huh. not maybe i'll just go with the coyote and, and, that, and in a way as weird as it sounds that would actually be the easier choice because you can buy a lot it, you know ford supports a lot of these engines as far as when you talk about crate engines and you can buy like standalone wiring harnesses so if mm-hmm. you can get the engine to fit into something you can wire it yourself basically and and use like a factory computer with a you can buy all that straight from Ford, so yep. they make it sort of they make it, and I want to say easy without you know, uh, they make it easy. I'll just say that, but you know, finger quotes easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that's you know. Well, um, that, that the, the the vehicle that you were just talking about that passed you on the highway was that a GT? Yeah, it was a five liter GT. Yeah, uh, yeah this it's a standard <laughs> engine, but but it had an exhaust on it, and it sounded really good. Yeah, I mean, not as good as you know. It's funny the five point two liter uh, the Shelby. Mustang. That is probably one of the best Ford V8s I've ever heard. Right. Yep. And, but that's probably way out of my well, price this, limit. Well, th- maybe you, you would want to consider the Mach 1. Uh, it's kind of, uh, in, in the video, the uh, uh, Burge Alex- Alexanian, um, he describes it as a bridge between the GT uh, and the Shelby. Um, and it's like a sweet spot that's uh, just before getting into the Shelby lineup. Uh, hmm. And you know, there's some exclusive features on it. The the exterior, uh, you know, fighter uh, jet gray exterior that it has. Uh, you know, it's meant to kind of uh, bring back uh, the, the the 
the uh, Mach 1, uh, you know, reminiscent of the earlier versions of the Mach 1. Uh, uh, even inside, it's got a white cue ball shift knob. So uh, some, of the, some of those features. But, of course, you know, with the 12.3-inch LCD instrument cluster, it's, you know, definitely a modern vehicle. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it comes standard with a six-speed manual, but you can get an optional 10-speed uh, automatic with it. Uh, so and it's all track ready. Uh, definitely, definitely a track ready type of vehicle. And, and, uh, I, and I think that that is pretty much the formula when you go back to the first generation Mustang. Oh, well, the first generation Mach One, I should say, in, in '69. That was sort of, I think, the same idea, and it and it became so popular that it replaced the GT eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that actually sort of killed the GT back in the '60s, the Mach One trip. But uh, the funny thing is, I actually had a a '77 Mach One, <laughs> which is was really just stickers. It, it, you know what I mean? It did. It, if you if you know anything about Mustang history and the Mustang Two, and probably the one of the most unloved cars, you know, muscle. I don't want to say muscle cars, because um, you know, obviously wasn't. But it was built for the time. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and that had a, a Mach One package, but really, it was it was literally just the you know, badging. It was a sticker package, you know? Yeah, that's a uh, shame. That's, yeah. a, that's a shame. Hey, there, there is one other Ford that we haven't really talked much about yet, uh, and that was uh, well, our reference earlier on the Ford Bronco, the 2021 Bronco, which has been getting a ton of press. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, there's, big... uh, there's uh, three different um, style versions of it. Uh, we have a video that's accompanying this uh, where chief designer, I, I mean chief Ford designer, Paul Wraith, uh, he, uh, he does a, a nice DIY video for us uh, uh, with the, uh, the two-door version of, of, the, uh, of the Bronco. Uh, and it kind of fit with what we were doing with the, the Ramble, uh, or I should say the Road Rally, the Ragtop Road Rally, because uh, this two-door is... Uh, it's got two panels over the front row where, that you can pull off and a, a larger panel over, over the rear. And you can pull that all off and uh, you get a full open-air feel, with e- even removing the doors. Um, and he described it as a uh, super simple with uh, a one, only one tool needed to uh, remove, uh, remove the door. Uh, so uh, re- remove the, the, the doors. So... Uh, you know, interesting that uh, it's, it's certainly the kind of vehicle that's going to uh, position itself as uh, c- uh, competing with the the Wrangler. Yeah, for sure. At I least mean, for uh, sure. Obviously, that's what they're going for. Yeah, at, at least this uh, this version of it. Uh, yeah. So, so the, yeah, talking about the regular Bronco because because in Ford, you know, it, I don't know why all, all automakers have this way of kind of confusing things up a little bit or maybe they're just trying to build on the bronco name but you know because they're also doing the bronco sport which is not the same it really i mean other than the fact that they share a lot of styling cues and you know they kind of have a family resemblance it's very it's very much akin to the the jeep renegade and the jeep wrangler whereas the bronco is the wrangler and obviously the bronco sport is the jeep renegade and now the renegade itself you know it's it's a little compact SUV obviously it's an economy SUV but it, it does have some capability to it so you know it does have a little bit of Jeep heritage in it and it can take you know it can take some uh, uh, a little bit of off-roading I mean obviously you're not going to go rock crawling with it or expect you know expect to come back with it fully yeah fully yeah. Uh, 
pack, but with the with the Bronco, you definitely can. I mean, the new Bronco, especially with that the Sasquatch package. Are you, are you familiar with that at all? Uh, no, I haven't have, haven't completely sunk myself into uh, oh, yeah, it's, all, it's, all, uh, all versions of it. It's, but, but, you know, but, they, well, it's a package that you can get on, but it has the. Uh, I forget what it has. I think it's almost. I, I want to say it's the same rims as the. Well, same tire size as the F three fifty. But it's it, it, it's kind of funny. It, it looks like oh, it's yeah, thirty five inch. Yeah, it's thirty five inch tires. So it's it's actually the same tires that come on the F three fifty that I'm driving, or wow. similar to. Yeah. And so that's so a, it looks like. That's got to uh, that's got to put it up pretty high. Right. Well, well, not really. I mean, it's it's wider. It looks like a toy. You know, it kind of looks like a toy the way it sits. You know, it's got this. It 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 is lifted, but it's not as as lifted as you would think. And it's it kind of got these wide tires that sort of stick out. You know, they have flares. They have thicker flares that kind of cover them up. But you know, the Bronco. They, they, I haven't driven it yet, obviously. There, but it is out. You know, people are starting to drive it, and you're starting to see test drive reviews out there. Um, I really, really, you know, coming from a longtime Jeep owner, I, 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 they really did a lot right with this, and I think they're going to have really good, you know, a lot of success with the sale with this. And a matter of fact, they're already, they're already doubling pre-sales of it. Um, but they did everything right. You know, they, they started with they started with the sixties Bronco and they laser scanned that in and they kinda they kinda made a model of it and they built off of that. So, you know, when the when the when the Chevy Blazer came out a few years ago, everyone was like, Yeah, a new Blazer's coming out and then it came out and it was basically like a Camaro SUV. So a lot of people were disappointed it wasn't anything close to the heritage of it. So when they announced the Bronco, of course the Bronco's been announced for years. It's just hey, coming soon, coming soon. You know, I had not a lot of faith in what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, you know, just another Explorer or, or something like that. And then when photos leaked out of what is now, we know now is the Bronco Sport, people were like, oh, yeah, it's just going to be another SUV because, you, you, you know, you could tell it wasn't. So, yeah. so they did a, you know, they did a good job. I mean, as far as the, the finished product, we haven't driven it. But, you know, I could tell you there's a lot of features that, you know, you look at, on this and, and make total sense and it's like why had jeep integrated these things into the wrangler like not right off hand i could tell you that the the um the mirrors so you know talk about the mirrors or removing the doors when you remove the doors on the wrangler the mirrors are fixed on the doors and so when you take the doors off you take your mirrors off on, on the Bronco, they're fixed to the windshield frame. Right. So, yep. Why haven't they? Why haven't they integrated that into the Jeeps after all these years? I had to buy. I bought some brackets that are actually really nice on my Wrangler, and and they actually fix the door, the, the mirror where the where it would be. So nice. I forget what the company name is, but there's these solid mounts. So I have a second set of. I had to buy a second set of mirrors off of eBay or or Amazon. I think I got them off Amazon. I bought cheap Chinese copy mirror. I didn't get nice ones. But they are, you know, replacement mirrors. And so I had to buy my own, and I had to buy brackets. So, you know, $250 later or whatever, I had my mirrors back when the doors are off. But you still have to take the door off, then put the mirror on. On this, it just makes so much sense. You know, it, it just... Yeah, so a lot, little uh, things like that. A, a lot of thought went into uh, how to accomplish the uh, removable doors on the Bronco. Uh, right. If you take a look in the video, and you kind of see... Uh, you know exactly what that is. Paul Wraith really goes through some of the interesting features. They, you know, because you're dealing with uh, glass. You've got glass to take care of. Also, even just, you know, what do you what do you do to carry the door? You know, I mean, there's a special case that you get with it. Uh, you know, that, that makes it a little bit easier to carry, but it, but also protects it when when it's not on the vehicle. 
Uh, so there's right. just and, a, and a, a lot of considerations. The the hinges, you know, how, you know, how do you take care of the hinges so that you know you don't some, end up with something that's sort of cheap and shoddy, uh, that after a few removals and putbacks that it doesn't fit right. Uh, so they they worked on that, and also the connector, you know, to keep all the electronics, you know, in place and and make it easy for, uh, you know, a removal and and to put it back on. Uh, so yeah, it was well thought out, no question. Right, and and you know what I like about it too? It's kind of funny when you look at the base. If you go to the base model, you can get a very simplistic base model. Starts at twenty eight five, so twenty eight thousand five hundred dollars. It's a very basic. You can get a, it comes with a seven speed manual and steel wheels. You can get let's regular plain old steel wheels. And I think when you see people building these, that's going to be what they buy. So yeah, so so there's a certain basicness about it that I like. Basically, basic, basic. Yeah, it is a handsome-looking vehicle. Uh, no question about it. Hey, listen, uh, you know, what, what do you say we wrap this up uh, and uh, uh, look forward to uh, an, another episode coming up uh, shortly in the next week or two? Uh, yeah, next week I'll talk about what the car I'm driving. This week uh, is the the Subaru WRX, which never gets never gets old that car <laughs> you know what i mean no, I've driven, no. you know i've driven a couple of them and and you know it's just you know, we can talk about it more next week this week i'm driving the series white which is kind of weird because it's a it's a one of 500 car it's not they're only putting out 500 i was kind of surprised to see it in the in the press fleet you know in mm-hmm. that trip but uh, so we'll talk about that next time and uh you know don't forget to check out rpm news weekly we'll be posting some stuff about the ragtop ragtop road rally and uh, we'll that's right. Send you some pictures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I and guess we'll, I'll talk to you next time. And, oh, and we'll ha- and we'll have these videos up there. And don't forget, you're going to send me a video of your excursion into the White Mountains. Right. Uh, and uh, and you're gonna are you gonna post a picture of yourself buying a Dunkin' Donuts coffee with your with your gift card? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, I will post a few though of <laughs> some some of my stops along the way. Uh, with the uh, road rally. So that was a fun event. Uh, It was was great getting a chance to catch up with you again, Peter. I I look forward to the next time. All right. See you next time. All righty. Thanks for joining us this week on the RPM News Weekly podcast. Don't forget to check us out online at rpmnewsweekly.com for more automotive news and interviews.